0: Welcome to the NBA Morning Deuce for December 10th, live deuce, live deuce, waiting for this slate to come off the screen, there we go, deuce ladies and gentlemen, welcome in on YouTube and Alex, we're on Twitch, additional platform, oh yeah, an additional platform deuce, an additional platform deuce. And what a day to have an additional platform deuce when Paul George get paid and the internet explodes about it. We got to talk about it. I have some thoughts. I think you'll probably have some thoughts about it. Uh, We got to update the James Harden situation because there is an update every day. Russell Westbrook, some interesting storylines coming out about Russell Westbrook and what his issues with the Houston organization and why potentially he wanted out of there, not just about championships maybe. And uh, ESPN released their top 10 today of that list that we've been talking about all week. So we have to at least go through a little bit because there is some interesting stuff in there. Something that I think we, the two of us probably can pat ourselves on the back about uh, looking at the top of that ranking, something that we've been, the, a drum we've been beating for a little while now. But first... Couple, couple things to knock out at the top of the show. One good thing, one not so good thing. First thing, happy Hanukkah to you and yours. I know you don't celebrate Hanukkah, but happy Hanukkah anyways. I did not know it was Hanukkah. It's the which, first night. Okay. The Festival of Lights. You. Happy Hanukkah to all of our Jewish listeners and viewers. Happy Hanukkah. The other thing, just got to gotta, gotta mention it off the top, got to just do it. Uh, Tommy or Tiny Lister, better known as Debo from the Friday movies. And if you go further back, you probably don't know this. You probably don't remember this. Zeus from No Holds Barred, the movie with Hulk Hogan, passed away today. So an absolute legend. Uh, anytime. And he comes up in pop culture and in sports constantly, even just as, as recently as what? last weekend with Nate Robinson because he is synonymous with the scene in Friday where he gets knocked the fuck out and Chris mm-hmm. Tucker says, you got knocked the fuck out. That's probably the most famous movie scene he's ever been in. And he so he stays in the pop culture and sports culture, especially in combat sports, because when someone gets knocked out like Nate Robinson does, they immediately think of Debo. Yeah. I mean, if you are, are
1: the, the a character that a verb spawns from, like if you get, you, people get Deboed. You
0: know, Right, exactly. That means he had a big role, so rest in peace. Yeah, rest in peace to him. Saw I mean, that earlier. He's uh, He was a legend. 62 years old, man. Not, not you know, mm. young guy, so that sucks. But, yep, rest in peace to him. Um, man, would have been cool to see him do a few more things. But anyways, all right, let's get into the show. Mention it off the top. Paul George signs his extension with the Clippers today. Four years, $190 million. Some people reporting it as five years, $226 million, but that is now what he's owed because he had this year and then he gets four additional years, so he's going to make $226 million over the next five years. Um, I know you saw, you've seen some of the notes that I have in the rundown and stuff I wrote, but I would just immediately, when you saw this, what was your reaction? My first reaction is two guys that absolutely
1: snapped their leg <laughs> and looked like they never would get paid again have gotten huge contracts this off season so shout out to modern medicine <laughs> and uh, yeah I- i'm happy for paul george i know he's had not like the greatest off season in terms of likability but i I've-, I've always liked paul george um, so maybe he just got on that uh, i think it was all the smoke podcast mm-hmm. is where he threw doc rivers under the bus I- i'll I'll excuse him for that you know I- i'm i'm happy for paul george
0: Yeah, so yeah, that's interesting. The the crazy, I so I my reaction was my immediate. I love that reaction though, by the way. And also, like, I mean, if you're Dak Prescott, you gotta feel pretty good. Things are looking up. Yeah, let's. That is three hundred and ten million dollars that has been given out to men who snapped their legs in half this off season, and that's probably about what Dak Prescott's gonna get paid. Yeah, could be. Yeah, somewhere around that much. So. Good for him when he comes back. But anyways, uh, I was at work. I was at my day job when this Mm. news broke. And a guy came up to me. He's like, you see what happened with Paul George? And I was like, oh, shit. Paul George is getting traded. Because I was like, oh, man. The way he said it, I was just like, this is it. It's happening. And Mm. he's like, he signed a max contract with the Clippers. And I was like, okay. Okay. (laughs) Like, is that a surprise? Are, are we surprised? You know, maybe we're surprised with the timing. I, I could see people being surprised with the timing because he has the player option or he he can opt out after this year. Or maybe it was a two year, I don't know, whatever it was. But he could become a free agent next year. That was the whole storyline, right? Him and Kawhi that they, they have two years to to prove the Clippers, to prove them that they can build a, fran- a winning franchise and blah, blah, blah. Um, but. So I, I'm looking at it, it I'm, I'm looking at his reaction to it, I'm like, okay, well, if, if that's not your reaction, then what's your reaction? People are freaking out about him getting a max contract, about him getting $190 million, and uh, I, I just don't get it totally. Um, he was bad in the playoffs. He was kind of not great last season. He was coming off two shoulder surgeries. So you have to take that into account um but it's one it's again it's another one of these things where people i I, I, look i'm not a huge paul george fan and i'll and admittedly like yeah he has disappeared a little bit in the playoffs over the over the years and you you look at him and you're like you probably don't want him to be the best player on a championship team but how many we say it all the time in this league like there's not a lot of guys like that um but based on the reaction i've seen from nba fans like you're gonna hate this You're, you're gonna hate this you're gonna hate this. A friend, a good friend of ours. I won't say his name on here because I don't, I don't want you to be mad at him. Texted me today and said, Paul George is now the Carson Wentz of the NBA. And I was just like, that's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Carson Wentz has played five years and been in one Pro Bowl and is now not playing. Paul George is a six-time All-Star, five-time All-NBA has been to the Eastern Conference Finals twice as the best player on a team. He's pretty much a Hall of Famer at this point. Like, we're talking about a guy who is 29 years old and is almost certainly going to be in the Hall of Fame if he could keep up any semblance of production over the next five or six years. Like, what am I missing here? Other than he was, he was not great last year, but also, you know, he, he, he knocked Doc Rivers for the way he played him. I looked at his stats. Six, five or six less shots a game last year. Maybe he wasn't getting used the same way. 18 shots a game for Paul George. Probably not what you want with Paul George. Like that's a volume scorer. A guy who two years ago averaged 28 a game and was third in MVP voting. Like, why are people so down on him getting this money? He does. This is the way the league works. Plus at a position where it's a premium. Almost every team in the league would have. There's not a team in the NBA. If Paul George was like, I want to go there. Every single team in the league would give him this contract. But people are freaking out like Paul George doesn't deserve this max deal. I, I don't get it. Here's my only guess, maybe, is that, you know,
1: they saw the, the money per year, which and not understanding how the salary cap works, you know? Like, this is his, what, third contract? So this max contract is bigger than a guy that's signing his second deal. Like, that's just how these deals work. So maybe people are looking at it relative to what a guy who got the max, like, I don't know, Tobias Harris didn't get the, oh, like Ben Simmons or Joel Embiid, like they got the max and they're they're a rookie max, you know? So maybe yeah. it looks like the money's outlandish and they don't understand that this, pro- is, this is what a max contract is for a guy in his 30s. Um, but yeah, Paul George is a max player. What are we even talking about? Like well, yeah, I, I think there.
0: that's probably part of it. I but I also think I think a lot of people it's it's the same way we like look we we've shitted on wh- who was I mean we've we've sort of we're down on Giannis because of what he did in the playoffs we get down on guys so easily mm-hmm. and I do think that there's a part of this where it's like Paul George snapped his leg in half Paul George had shoulder surgeries Paul George had a down year the Clippers had a down had a disappointing season and people are like now he gets four years one ninety. But it's the wrong way to look at it. It's completely the wrong way to look at it. Yeah. And also, like I said, you know, they also gave up their entire future to make this work. Like we said, the big question with this team was after what happened last year and going into this year, are they even are those two guys even gonna want to stay in LA after next season? If anything, this is a massive step forward for the Clippers franchise. He's only 29 years old. So now, even if Kawhi leaves, they at least are not ever really. They're not rebuilding for the next five years. Like there's not a, ch- a situation where these two guys now leave, and they're tucked t- because they gave up all their draft picks. Like right. they at least now know. Hey, if Kawhi leaves, we still have a top twenty, top fifteen type guy. If he's right, uh, uh, to build a to build a team around and money to go get other. Like it's. I just couldn't believe the reaction. It was so weird
1: to me. Yeah, I I gotta think that the. The reasonable NBA fan understands that this is a no-brainer, and the things you're seeing on Twitter are just jackasses that, that felt like they hadn't tweeted in a while. Um, but th- yeah, that that doesn't make any sense to me.
0: I don't know, man. I, I, yeah, you're probably yeah you're probably right. You know what I was thinking? It was I was thinking about this about Paul George too. He's like he, he's he's about he's getting ready. He's probably gonna he might fall into when it's all said and done. Into like the like a Dominique Wilkins, Clyde Drexler category, like guys who if you were around and you watch the game or, you know, or you're in and you go back and watch it and, you know, and you, you if you know, you know, those guys were mm-hmm. like absolute stuff. I mean, they're, they're in the Hall of Fame for a reason, but like they never get talked about. Like I think people forget that Paul George was one game away from beating the Heat in the Eastern Conference. They went to seven games with the Heat, and then six games the final the next year in the Eastern Conference Finals to potentially go to a championship. Like it's the same way where like the Drexlers and the Wilkins and those guys they don't get the credit, and they'll never get the credit because they never won a title because MJ was always there. Paul George is in the he's in this Kevin Durant group. Well, KD has his titles now. So he's not in that group, but he's in the—he's gonna be in this group of guys who, like, in 15 years, you're gonna kind of forget a—not li- forget, but you won't ever talk—you won't talk about him a ton, even though they'll probably be in the Hall of Fame because LeBron was so dominant. I, I think maybe yeah. people don't—I think people maybe devalue Paul George a little bit too because it's like, well, he can't beat—he's not a guy who's gonna beat LeBron James. Well, there's not a lot of guys who are. Right.
1: Basically, only. Steph Curry, like those Warriors teams and and the Celtics. Um, Yeah, that's a really good comparison for me. And me being a little bit younger, and like I didn't really watch um, Dominique Wilkins play that much. But like, you look at his numbers. His numbers don't blow you away. But then when you hear people talking about him, you're like, you're like, oh, okay. I guess he was insanely good. And you'd have to have watched him to really respect him as much. But like, that's a guy I didn't see play. So I think you're right in the sense in i mean
0: he, I don't know, his numbers were his, his numbers were insane for right stretching. but not with
1: like not up there with jordan right like
0: I, I, that's what i'm
1: saying it's like you you would think he's not a, well uh, like, well, below.
0: well michael jordan led the nba in scoring for like 10 years in a row so there's there's right. it's hard to yeah. really compare but i mean dominique was averaging in the mid-20s in the 90s like you don't people didn't you yeah. know that's not like a that's not normal um i mean right. like when you think about dominique wilkins you think about the dunk contest with MJ. That's what people remember. They don't remember that he was an absolute killer, right, as a hawk. And I think when you think about Paul George, the, when it's all said and done, they're not going to think about that because he just never got over the hump. But they're going to. Oh, they're and but they're also not going to remember how close he was. Like right. they they could have oh, ab- I mean, they could have totally ruined the big three in Miami. Yeah. They were a game away from just destroying that big three. Um. Yeah. No. I'm I'm with you, but I mean that
1: narrative could totally change if he gets a ring or two with Kawhi for sure. But I see. Yeah. Yeah. You're saying.
0: I just. I was just blown away by the 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 reaction that people had, which was just like shocked that he got this kind of money. And and I think your point is actually a really good one that people just don't understand that 45 million dollars a year is the going rate for a max player now. And yeah. And it's we say it all the time. Is this a guy who can win you a championship? No, not by himself. But there's there's really only like two or three guys, maybe, that we're looking at in the NBA right now that can do that. Yep. So you got the money. Teams have there's thirty teams. They all have a shitload of money. Somebody's gonna have to get paid. And the other thing I was thinking about was for all the people who are like, oh my god, they get paid forty five million dollars to play a game and this and that, whatever. If you really want to get down to it. 45, $45 million is not the value that Paul George and Kawhi Leonard bring to the Clippers organization. It's it's way more than that. Yeah. They're, they're still not getting paid the amount of money they make for that organization.
1: Seriously. I, I mean, if, <laughs> if the owner were to sell the team, he would get billions and billions of dollars. E- <laughs> like,
0: exactly. Exactly. And trading for Kawhi and Paul George, or signing Paul, Kawhi and trading for Paul George and the value that it boosts that organ, like Italy that or that they're on opening night both years they're playing Christmas Day games they're expected the league wants them in the finals and in the Eastern the Western Conference finals against like like the league is pitting this rivalry that's not even a real rivalry but they're creating this Lakers Clippers rivalry to try to boost this organ everything in this organization you could say it was because of Kawhi but Kawhi's not there if there's no Paul George like it, it it was a package deal we could see it from the beginning of when it all happened so anybody who's like I, he gets 190 million dollars hey look he could probably make if he was getting his real value to the organization it's probably somewhere in like the 100 million dollar a year range if we're being honest and that's for that's for guys like lebron and kawhi and in these bigger organizations that like you said are multi-billion dollar companies and are making all this money, the value that a guy like a Paul George or a Kawhi brings to an organization is probably more than forty-five million dollars a year, without a doubt, without a doubt. So that's it, yeah. Twitter it, was way off on this one, from far. <laughs> Shocking. Yeah. Um, I think he'll have a better year too. He, he. I do too. Yeah. He said on all the smoke that he's now he's working again with his trainer. That he worked with the year before he was the offseason when he went to OKC, which was the year that he w- was third in MVP voting. Um, it's just he's just such a weird Like he's another one of these guys who like, not like Kyrie, because he's not like saying dumb shit like Kyrie tends to do, but Paul George tends he puts his foot in his mouth a lot in the media. And I'm not even just talking about the Doc Rivers thing. I just mean like, you know, like in he everywhere he goes, he's like. I'm I'm loyal to this place. I want to be like, he did it obviously with the Pacers and he, and then he was like, I want to go to LA and then OKC. There was that video that came out where he was in the club with Russell Westbrook. He's like, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And, and now he's like, I owe the Clippers a championship. It's like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. You've been there for one year. Like, yeah, I mean, sure. Every team that any player that gets a max deal from a team owes that team a championship. Cause that's a fuck ton of money. Whether, whether, whatever way you look at it. But I mean it's just the way he says these things you're just like dude what are you talking about you've never won a title you've been in there you've been there for 1 year you don't have any real loyalty to the organization what do you mean you owe them a title they've never won a title it's not a, like what are we talking he he just has a tendency to to say these things where you look back in a few years and you're like yeah Paul George said that <laughs>
1: And I actually had forgotten about a couple of those things. So maybe that's me just being lenient because I just think he's like a cool dude and I like him. But yeah, he's he's racking up some uh, questionable. I mean, I, th- I kind of think
0: you're in the not. In, well, it's weird. I think you're in the minority there. I think, yeah, I think I've there's always, a lot of people just, who don't like Paul George.
1: Yeah, I may be. I don't really even know. I just think he's I don't know. I've always liked him his whole career. I think I just people, thought he was the, the coolest dude on the Pacers. Well, and then,
0: OK, so I think you're just living in uh, yeah,
1: maybe just kind of yet yeah, you're living in a blind the, eye to some of the, you're, <laughs> the stuff at okay yeah. you're
0: living in the early 2000 and teens like because yeah. i think as soon as he went on i think it was jimmy kimmel or wherever it was and said i want to play for the lakers while he was still under contract for the Pacers. i think people were like who is who what is this guy doing and i think it's and then he then he went and then it just sort of went downhill then because he forced his way to okc and Forces his way out of OKC after signing a contract extension, then goes to the Clippers and they lose in this. I mean, people are way his nickname was Pandemic P in the playoffs.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. I'm going to keep I hope. Don't let me call him anything other than that. The rest of even when this pandemic's
0: long behind us, I'm going to keep calling him Pandemic P.
1: That's
0: pretty good. You can call him whatever you want, man. Pandemic P. Yep. I think I'm going to call him Paul George. Okay. how's that? that's that's fine okay but you're just choosing not to call him this dope ass nickname that, that yeah. is it a dope nickname I think it's pretty good yeah it's solid it's solid it's solid uh well I mean it, it the next shooter drop obviously they asked him today about Kawhi, um and he basically was just like I I, I want to play with him we like playing with each other I hope he signs here but it's his choice. So we'll see what happens next. I guess it doesn't look like Kawhi signing an extension, so he'll probably play it out and see what happens after this season. It would be some funny-ass shit if they get bounced again and Kawhi just leaves Paul George there on a max deal.
1: That would be brutal. He would be hated by that, like as much as a team can hate. If they they have
0: another embarrassing
1: exit in the playoffs, I mean. But uh, I think he's there. I think he'll sign a long term
0: deal. Let me ask you, what's not embarrassing? I mean, obviously three one is embarrassing. But what's not what's not embarrassing for the Clippers? Like this team was built yeah, to like win if a championship, they make
1: it the finals. Oh, okay, no, yeah, he's going to get absolutely hammered if he leaves, regardless. But yeah. say they have another early exit and he skates out of town. Like now, we're talking about where you were saying his legacy is going to fall off a cliff pretty quickly.
0: Yeah. Um, oh yeah, 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 yeah. That's true, uh, and I believe that to be true. I believe even if he stays and even if they lose and he stays, his legacy is going to start. to Look, I told you, you got a sense for these things. I have a sense for these things and they could still win. But let me tell you something. I don't think that there's any way you can look at the Lakers and say that the Clippers are better than the Lakers. So worst, I think best case scenario for the Clippers this year, they get bounced in the Western Conference Finals. I don't. I don't see unless there's an injury or something crazy there happening. You know, I was going to say it. I, I was going to do it again. Well, I'm not. Well, first of all, I'm not like saying what if their career gets ended. I'm saying like you know, LeBron's thirty seven. He's in his going into his eighteenth year. He Could have like finally have what everybody has at thirty eight years old, like a bad back or a nagging hamstring. You know, like anything could happen. Uh, like he could have a Goran Dragic thing, like a. You know, I'm not talking about him like breaking his kneecap like you were talking about yesterday. But I guess that could happen. I think too. I said,
1: yeah, I said rack up his knee, which could be a variety of things. But yeah,
0: yeah. I didn't I didn't call you on that either because I wasn't I had no idea what you were talking about. You never heard that? Just racking your knee up? No. Racking?
1: Yeah. No. no. That's definitely a phrase. OK, I'll Well, that'll that'll be on the, the dog walking uh, list that we have.
0: Yeah. I mean, anybody who's heard of that, please leave us a comment and let me know because I it. I don't know rack- racking, like, yeah, I don't know. I'm not in terms of injuries. Like racking my brain to find the answer. I've heard of that.
1: Okay, I'm I'm pretty confident in this one, but maybe I'm way
0: off. But we'll look it up. Okay. Yeah, we will. All right, let's uh, let's talk about James Harden. So, a bunch of reports sort of came out today, like different things. Obviously, keep coming out about him and his trade, his trade requests, and all that. Now the reports that are coming out today, he's added the Bucks and the Heat to his trade list. But I keep, but I've seen some different things. Now there's an outlet down here that I mentioned down here, and when I say down here, I mean Miami, South Florida, where I live. Um, There's an outlet down here called Five Reasons Sports, and they have some pretty like in the know when it comes to the Heat. And there's one guy there that was reporting today that the Bucks are not in the conversation. That if Harden moves that right now it's the Bucks, the Sixers and the Heat. Um oh, sorry,
1: uh, sorry, go back. The the Heat are not in the
0: conversation. No, no. The Bucs okay. are not in the conversation. It's the but it's the Heat, Sixers, and Nets. Yeah. But it's being reported that he would go to the Bucks. So I, I mean look, the the same outlet is reporting that the Heat are having have had conversations with Houston over the last few days, but will not budge on Tyler Hero at the moment. At the right. moment. Um, then there was other stuff that came out today that was basically said that the rockets won't trade Tartan to the nets <laughs> unless they get Kyrie or KD. So, I mean, I, okay. I, I just don't see that happening. Although I will say this, if I'm Sean Marks, I'm listening because if I'm, if it's KD or Kyrie, or if it's a uh, Kyrie or James Harden, I'm taking James Harden. And I don't even yeah, think it's close. Good. And even though they're both kind of a headache, I feel like Kyrie has proven to be a little more of a headache. Like this is the first time James Harden's really been a headache. Kyrie is a headache. So yes. if they're, if what they're asking for is like picks and Kyrie Irving and maybe a few other players, if I'm Sean Marks, I'm like, yeah, I know we, you know, Katie wanted to play with you, but I'm probably trading Kyrie for James Harden.
1: Yeah, I, I am in a second. Um, I don't even think that's a question. <laughs> um, he hasn't even played that many games for the Nets like I don't know. I I feel like he what did he play matters. like
0: 5 games last year or something? Yeah, <laughs> I don't
1: know. Um that would make my prediction that Kyrie is not a net by uh, the trade deadline <laughs> look pretty nice. But to the point of the, the the Bucks thing is throwing me out like what could the Bucks possibly give up to get James Harden and remain title contenders? They don't have anything. Chris Middleton and Dante DiVincenzo and some other guy
0: like yeah,
1: literally. What is the package the Bucks have? That's not gonna. It's not. Well, gonna that's
0: happen. what I, I. That's what I was, was going to say. Excuse me. Sorry. <clears throat> Sorry. Ooh, got some yep. out in my throat. Yep. Um. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, how much are the Bucks now regretting this Drew Holiday trade potentially? Because they gave up all their their assets that they could use in a trade like this for Drew Holiday. Yeah. Probably not even thinking that James Harden was on their radar. Exactly.
1: Yeah. So any any reasonable fan, any reasonable Milwaukee fan will be like, yeah, we couldn't have foreseen this. But that's not going to prevent people from being pissed because they don't have
0: any ammo now. Yeah, well, and I was I was wondering also like can they trade Drew Holiday? I don't think so. I think a certain amount of time has to go yeah. by. There's probably like a um, point in the season where they can, right? Yeah. Yep. Um cuz I was going to say like Drew Holiday, Chris Middleton, I don't know. Maybe by the trade deadline, but I think it's like a certain number of days, not like yeah. I think it's. But basically, I was going to say the way things are shaking out, like so. Remember the other day, one of the Warriors reporters basically said the Warriors are not interested in James Harden. Now today, a Celtics reporter came out and said the Celtics are not interested in James Harden. Uh, One of these guys from Five Reasons said that the Bucks are not in the mix for James Harden. So there's really only three teams that teams keep consistently talking about. They say that Pat Riley doesn't want to give up Tyler Hero. They say that the Rockets don't want to give up or don't want to trade Harden unless they get Kyrie or KD. The way this seems to be shaking out to me is that the Rockets are going to eventually trade James Harden. They're not going to get much back. And it's they're just going to budge. Like At some point, they're going to be like, God, we just got to." We just got to get over this shit. Like, I I understand where Tillman Fertitta, he's a relatively new owner. He's trying to be like... Uh, and then they have a new GM, and they're all trying to be like, no, 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 we're going to win this. We're not going to win this. You're probably not going to win this thing, man. You're probably what? not going to win this thing. And the longer you wait, the less leverage you're going to have in a deal for James Harden. And you're eventually just going to have to sort of take the deal you can get, which, as we've said I think 100 times now, is probably the Nets. And it's probably... All of the pieces other than Kyrie and Katie. Right. I just here's where I,
1: I don't necessarily think I'm with you. Just in ter- I think if the Rockets trade him, they are going to get a lot back. And I just think that in these reports, we're not getting the full picture because I mean training camps about to start. Any trade for James Harden is going to return like a critical piece of a team. These organizations don't want their their good players worrying about trade rumors. Like I just feel like these negotiations are going to be extremely tight-lipped. And could be happening without people like 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 beat writers in the know to be like, oh um, this guy's involved in this trade, or he you know, like if, if the Celtics
0: were to give up something, it would it, they'd probably have to give up Jalen Brown, I would think. Or like but they TEMBA. won't, but that's the thing. Right now, teams are not gonna give up their best players because they know James Harden doesn't want to be in Houston. Houston but has no Houston has to- Houston has no leverage right now. They have. I think they, they have, have leverage have, in the sense
1: that multiple teams want James Harden, so they have teams bidding against each other. But they're know? not bidding
0: against each other. If anything, they're all just they're all just waiting. Because in, in my, I'm thinking. My thing is, my assumption is, most of these teams are looking around, saying James Harden is being doing what he's doing, which is not reporting to camp. Not you know what I'm saying, like all this shit. Um, and my guess is that. They're looking around saying, like, I mean, why would we give up our best players right now when eventually Houston's going to pull the trigger and then we'll be there? You know, like, I don't, I mean, if the Heat are not willing to give up Tyler Hero, then the Celtics ain't giving up Jalen Brown. And obviously that reporter who is close to the situation in Boston says that the Boston's not involved. So I don't think Boston is involved and I don't blame them. I guess a that, good... that's, yeah, that's where I'm not – I just
1: feel like the, regardless of what that reporter says, Boston could still be involved, you know, and they don't – they're just not letting anybody know, you know. And I know that's tough to do in today's day and age, but uh, like Kemba Walker and a shitload of first-round picks for James Harden seems very possible to me.
0: Uh, I mean, I know they'd have to do no, more to make no, the money work. I don't think Houston would do it. Now, I could see a scenario where a team that no one's talking about, like we've mentioned the Hawks or whatever, because – By the way, Houston has no responsibility to trade James Harden somewhere that he wants to go, right? right? In a lot of situations, teams generally, you know, if a guy, especially a guy who's done as much for the organization as James Harden has over the last however many years, they tend to respect the wishes if they want to move on or whatever. They they try to make it work to keep things right, particularly because – the thing you have to think about on the other on all of this is like James Harden. Who well actually, James Harden's right by his mom. So, but when an organization treats a player like shit, agents notice that. Not not now. Not that they're treating him like shit, but if it gets really ugly, agents take notice of that. Will guys want to go to Houston? Whatever. I think most people probably realize Harden's the one who's being a little petty right now in, in what he's doing. Um, so. But then there was a Tim McMahon, who's the guy, the Houston guy, who's been reporting a lot of this stuff, basically said that he talked to a former Rockets staffer who said that this is the first time James Harden's ever been told no about anything since he got there. So he's going to act out
1: It's like a child. It's actually very um, analogous to a child. Yeah, but uh, I get it. I mean, yeah, he, he's he been the he's been the Rockets for how many years now? Five, six, at least. Um. Young Chains X. He's a young rapper. Yeah. We're not talking about that right now. We're talking about James Harden. Um,
0: Um, But here's the thing. So the, the one place that's still very interesting to me because they keep coming up whenever there's a star. So, uh, is Miami. And according to these South Florida reporters that I'm, that I, I, I actually do trust their reporting because I, you know, I, I know that they've gotten a lot of things right over the last year or so when it comes to Miami stuff. Um, saying that the Heat are not willing to give up Tyler Hero to get James Harden. Fine. Jimmy Butler went on the jump today. Jimmy, but- So when the report came out that James Harden so here we go, this is another Twitter thing, right, or social media. I don't know if it was Twitter or Instagram or whatever, but oh, there was a tweet. James Harden has added Miami and Milwaukee to his list. Jimmy Butler liked it. Ooh. Yeah. Jimmy <laughs> Butler went on the jump today, and Rachel Nichols asked him about liking the tweet and there was a picture of James Harden. It was a picture of James Harden and he has like the braids that he had and and he's like she's like what why did you like that and he goes I like his hair. And I like the way his beard looks. And she was just like that's it and he's like yeah I mean, you know, and then she 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 did. She like she sort of pressed him on it and he basically said like I love my situation in Miami, but I'm good friends with James. I just want to see him happy. Um there are there there are some people that are down here that are saying like the fact that they're even having the conversation of potentially trading for James Harden means that the Heat, they can, I guess the word that I saw used was culturalize him to the Heat culture. Because they wouldn't even consider the trade if they didn't think that he could fit with the culture. Because um, the concern that I've had with, with potentially trading for him is how much he could potentially fuck up that situation where they were just two games away from the finals. But I got to say, like as much as I love Tyler Hero... If you believe that you can get James Harden and he can fit into the situation you have down there with Jimmy Butler and Bam, how do you not trade for James Harden in a year where everything is sort of up in the air, especially in the East?
1: Yeah. And I've been, I've said a a bunch of times on here, I wouldn't be like super thrilled to to trade Tyler Hero for Giannis, but that's not how I feel about James Harden because James Harden and Jimmy Butler and Bam can win you a title right now and maybe a couple more, you know, whereas I'm not there with Giannis, but like. It's a little
0: bit not crazy, but I think a lot of people would totally disagree with you on that. On on not Tyler Hero for Giannis, but trading him for Harden so quickly.
1: Right. Yeah. No. I. Yeah. I'm probably in the minority on that. Um. It's just I just think James Harden is such a superior player in terms of playoff basketball and winning a championship than Giannis. Um. Yeah. I I don't think I would make Tyler Hero untouchable. I think that's kind of crazy.
0: I'm, yep. I don't know though. I just don't know, man. Like it's so hard because to like Tyler, I just think that maybe he's not. He's I, there's still something like maybe he is a like top twenty NBA player. Like not today, obviously. Could be, yeah. Definitely could be, yeah. So I, it's just like I get why they wouldn't include him. It, it I I do because. If if they keep Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero seemingly is going to be in Miami for a very long time. If you trade for James Harden, you're potentially trading you're potentially trading a a, a guy who could be a top twenty to twenty five player in the NBA for the next ten years for a guy who could leave after this contract if things don't go. So I I get it. And but like I always say, like who cares about the next ten years if you can win a title next year? It's very hard to win one NBA title. So. 10 years yeah. down the line doesn't matter as much as people like to make it seem like it matters. But um I do personally think the one of the biggest problems with Harden is he they would have to change a lot of the things they do to make the offense work with That's Harden. Yeah. He doesn't really play the type of basketball or at least he hasn't. Not not that he can't. I mean, dude, he he he's He's James Harden. He's one of the best scorers in, the, in NBA history, and he's naturally a two-guard even though he's on the ball a lot. But if he goes—like Miami was a very spread out—they ran a lot of things through Bam or Jimmy, one of the best three-point shooting teams in the regular season, drive and kick, let Bam do his thing in, the, in dribble handoffs. It's just like they would really have to change a lot of things they do to fit Harden into the system where, again— they were two wins away from the NBA championship. Like hero fits better right now for what they do, but it's so, it is really hard to, to, to figure out like which way I would go there because yeah. it's hard to, for me to say like, I wouldn't trade for one of the best scores in NBA history, but at the same time you, you have that kid is that kid has a chance to be a perennial all-star.
1: Yeah. No, I think what you're saying about, you know, if he's willing to fit into the culture and what they do offensively would is a huge determining factor. Like, you know, Jimmy's talking to him now and stuff. The thing I always I'm remembering is when Kevin Durant left OKC to go to the Warriors, he was like super vocal and stoked about wanting to fit into that offense, you know, and like play this team basketball thing. I mean, he got his numbers and everything, but he also was like eager to fit into what the Warriors were doing. James Harden's going to have to be eager to do, to um, to fit into what the Heat are doing, uh, for you to be to part with a guy that could be an all star for ten years, you know.
0: Yeah, I guess the difference with KD is, first of all, at the time he was either the first or second best player in the NBA when he went to Golden State. Like there was no real debate about that. Also, they did change a lot of what they did when KD got there. In fact, half of ha- half of you know halfway through the season, people were like, "Is KD messing up the Warriors' offense?" Because there was a lot of times where it was just like. You know, the year before it was boom, 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 driving, kick, driving, kick, driving, kicks, pace and space, moving the ball, moving the ball. And there was a lot of times that first year in Golden State where it would get to KD and then KD would do his thing. But that's just what you got to live with. My thing is, you know, look, J- Jimmy Butler probably at this point in his career is Russell Westbrook, I, w- I think, at this point. Um, But Russ and Harden did not really fit together very well because Harden needs the ball in his hands, and off the ball, Russ is not is not very good. Jimmy Butler is maybe a little off the ball, but really, you want the ball in Jimmy Butler's hands because he's a good playmaker. Gets to, His best ability as a scorer is getting to the rim, getting to the foul line. You're not doing that unless you have the ball in your hands. But how are you going to bring in a guy like James Harden and not have the ball in his hands? He's one of the best like, one-on-one individual scorers in the history of the game. So it's it's a weird way. And then... And then We're taking. Then we're not even talking about Bam, who we've acknowledged, and even like this ESPN ranking that we're going to talk about. They have him as the 13th best player in the NBA next year, potentially. Now you're taking opportunities away from Bam to grow into something that we think he can grow into, which is one of the best players in the NBA. So it's just, I don't know, the the fit just doesn't seem totally right to me.
1: Right. Yeah, I'm with you. I just, I wouldn't. I just, I know how good of a coach Spo is. Spo's made it work with LeBron and D Wade. I know it's not, and I like. It's not the same. the same but i mean spo is such a good coach that that wouldn't be as big of a concern for me i love Uh, spo
0: i love spo lebron makes can't compare anything to a lebron team or even a d wade team for that matter but more so lebron lebron it's just different it's different yeah but spo
1: is the reason i'm not too worried about like i I think jimmy or i think uh he fits hard and fits perfectly in there um I think they become like the best team in the East. Like that's why I, I I do it immediately. Tyler Hero for James Harden. I mean the Heat look unstoppable to me.
0: Yeah, it's so, it's so hard. It's so hard. It's such a hard thing. I, I, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he, I think he fits better with them than Giannis. Yes, but um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I don't. I don't. I don't think he goes to the Bucks. I think. Ultimately, when this is all said and done, I, I I just can't see a scenario where he doesn't end up with the Nets. It just seems like he's going to end up on the, with all this shit, it just seems like he's going to end up on the Nets. But I, I do if there I don't know what there's probably odds out there we haven't even checked them. But I would say there's it feels like there's like a 50-50 shot that there's a team out there that we're not talking about and that's where he's going to end up, like the Paul George thing. Is this actually does strike me a lot like the Paul George situation in Indy. No one, I don't think anybody thought he was going to OKC, but OKC no, had the not. pieces and the assets, and they were like, all right, we're going to take a chance and bring you in, and we're going to prove to you why. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe OKC trades for James Harden and brings him back.
1: <sighs> the ultimate pump fake. I mean, that would be <laughs> the craziest <laughs> development in league history.
0: No, um, but like, I could see a team that we're just not talking about going and saying, we have like, like the. I, We've been talking about the Hawks on here a lot.
1: I, I could. Yeah, see. wrote an article and they didn't mention the Hawks. It was
0: I was crazy. Like um, the Hawks are flying way under the radar. The Hawks make a lot of sense. Now that's a team where you put you put him young. Now now you got something like that's that's a perfect fit to, in my opinion, mm-hmm. um, because I I think they, they I think they complement each other perfectly. Trey Young's one of the best shooters in the NBA. So like it's hard to say, like, he's not great off the ball yet, but he's getting better. But he he's better off the ball with a James Harden type because he can shoot from anywhere. So uh, Hawks would be I yeah, Hawks would be the one. I, I'd love to see him play for the Hawks. That would just be cool. The East would be so damn loaded. But I think it's either the Nets or a team that's not on the we've been talking about.
1: With the, I'm still just holding out hope for the Sixers, but it looks bleaker and bleaker. Um, if I had to get, if I had to put money somewhere, it would be the Nets for sure.
0: Yeah, I actually, if I had to put money, I might go with the if it was like Nets or the yeah. field or Nets if it was one of these four teams or the field, I'd probably go field right now because I just feel this does feel now that I sort of played it out in my head, it feels a lot like that Paul George situation where it was like I gotta go to LA, I gotta go to LA, and then the Pacers were like, well. We, we don't have to trade you to L.A. We're going to trade you for what gets us our best situation. And, and it did get them Victor Oladipo, who, until his injury, was their franchise player. So uh, now that I'm thinking uh, thinking out loud about it, I, I could see it being the field, a team that Makes we're not talking scent. about. And maybe not the Hawks. Who knows? I don't know who else is out there that has, like, young, high—like, like the Hawks could give them John, John Collins, Kevin Herter, Cam Reddish, and— P- and I feel like if you're the Rockets, you're doing that in a second, even though you just signed Christian Wood. But you could play Christian Wood and John Collins together, probably. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd go with the field. Uh, as if things weren't like gnarly enough right now for Houston with this James Harden situation. Now we get this report today that Russell Westbrook, part of so we always thought like, oh, he he just he didn't fit. The 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 fit with James Harden wasn't good, and they just he wants to go. He wanted out. Now there's a report that came out from Henry Abbott, from the True Hoop guy, who I don't doesn't do like a lot of reports, so I don't know where the report was from, but says that um, last year Russell Westbrook lost trust in the organization because of the way they handled COVID-19 protocols when they came back from the layoff, and that after the way that they basically just didn't take it seriously and he just didn't like it. What they didn't do, I guess they didn't do their best to keep the players safe and all that shit. Um, and that once that happened, he lost trust in the organization. And now last week or a few days ago, I don't know if you saw this and I think we may have mentioned it on here, but they, that there was someone close to James Harden's camp that called the Rockets, the Knicks of the South like in terms oh of the God. way they run their organization so this is now multiple reports within a couple of weeks or even like a week where it's like this organization might be a bigger shit show than we we even realize and it is not a good look
1: it's definitely not a good look um we I'm, also kind of like this is the this is the daniel house organization like this is where <laughs> i mean they had the big blow up in the bubble like I mean, they were the team that almost torpedoed this whole thing. And we even posited that maybe uh, Daniel House fell on the sword for James Harden. So,
0: oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. That, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, of course, we don't think that's true now, but... I don't know. I don't know I, what's... I, yeah, I mean, Russell Westbrook has a family. He's got kids. I mean, he can't... He wants his organization making sure everything's, like, tight, you know, with this COVID stuff. He's taking it super seriously.
0: Needed to be tight. Tighten up. Gotta be, yeah. Not a good look. I wonder if the league will like take that report in any way seriously and maybe investigate. You know, like say Rockets, what the fuck are you doing now? I think at the time, well, actually, no. When they came back, people knew how serious COVID was, so yeah, they so- they absolutely should have been taking it very seriously. Um, that's weird, man, and it's not good. I've never heard bad things about the Rockets. It's new ownership. Uh, so, I, I don't know. Like, I don't know this guy, Tita other than he's super rich. Um, mm-hmm. But it's not a good look for people saying, like, oh, James Harden should stay loyal to the organization and just show up. Like, you know, obviously he wants to win a title, but then you hear things like this, and you're like, it's not – maybe it's not good. Maybe it's not good down there.
1: I mean, the amount of stuff that has come out since Maury said, I'm out of here, is – a lot like a lot of stuff poured out of that so maybe it was just the floodgates for exposing something that is you know a really bad situation how much of it was mori maybe mori did an amazing job of keeping things in hat like (laughs) preventing things from getting out but i
0: I mean but what i'm saying is how much of it was mori like COVID's a hoax (laughs) i'm not saying that he thinks that i'm just saying like Uh, He strikes me as pretty liberal. But he's had a Uh, lot of freedom to run the organization his way for like 12 years. So if this is coming out now about the organization, it's almost certainly had to be majorly because it's been different owners. So it's almost it's almost certainly a lot of it falls on Daryl Morey. It would. Yeah. So maybe he maybe. So there was a report today that he left because he had a feeling the Harden thing was coming. But maybe he also left because he just knew, like, a lot of things were getting ready to happen. And he was like, I got to get out of here because we are a shit show. And people are about to find out. Which, also, not great for your boys. No. No, not because, great at all. Because you guys have had major leadership issues for years now. um, Since, since uh, Sam Henke. And even, who yeah. knows, really, what was going on there. But um just controversy after con- you know controversy with guys and then guys that don't know what they're doing and now you bring in Maury who just left a situation that potentially while he was there was not what we thought it was it was actually a complete shit show I'd be interested to ask Chris Paul about it because I feel like that's the guy where you're like how is it really down there yeah. and he's going to tell you the truth yeah all right let's get him on the show just pull a couple strings all right we I'm get gonna it. get Chris Paul on the show yeah, yeah I'm gonna do that uh, not a good look for them uh, last thing before we talk a little bit about the, that top is I do want to talk about the top ten on the ESPN thing, and mm-hmm. this is not in the rundown by the way, so I'm just springing this on you. Kyrie and the Nets were both fined that fine twenty five thousand dollars each for last week when Kyrie decided not to address the media. Wow! So there you go. It begins. 25K.
1: Would that escalate? Like, is the next fine twenty five k, or would they escalate? Or maybe that's. I mean, like, wait, wait. how many times? I, I what? I'm picturing Kyrie, like assuming the fine was like two grand or something, and then he <laughs> finds out it's twenty five k. He's like, okay, yeah, no, I'll address
0: the media. I'm going to address the
1: media now, like doing an immediate
0: one eighty. Yeah, well, this is it. one of those things where it's just like twenty five thousand dollars. Again, this is one of those things where I think outsiders and fans and people look at it and they're like, well, he makes. Forty million dollars a year. What's twenty five? Twenty five thousand dollars a lot of money. Yeah, come on. Like, I mean, and and if this is and and I said we said like when we when we said like he there's, he's going to do this media blackout or whatever when it was reported that he was going to do a media blackout we were like well he's just going to keep getting fined well he's already gotten fined twenty five thousand dollars so even if it is twenty five thousand dollars every time like guy's going to lose a lot of the money if he doesn't address the media because you're supposed to address the media every game. If they want to talk to you, like there is required on game days, there is required time. Like a shoot around. It's like before, after shoot around. And then I think after the games, you know, they have to make certain guys available. So like you're looking at potentially 82 times $25,000. If it's $25,000 each time, if he decided not to address the media, Kyrie is out of his fucking mind, but he's not dumb. Like we've, I think we've figured out he's not a dumb person. He has dumb ideas and he says dumb things, but I would think that he understands that's a lot of money. I think he'll address the media.
1: I think he's just, he gets these things in his head and then locks on and doesn't check like would have taken him a couple hours to Google around to figure out the earth isn't flat, (laughs) (laughs) taking him a couple hours to be like, Oh, I'm going to get, find a shitload. Okay. I'm not going to do that. But instead he puts it into full force. Yeah. And has to do a 180 a day later through his publicist or whoever that was. That God, I,
0: I hope he gets traded for James Harden. It would be so funny. Electric. oh my God. That,
1: the Nets, I would do a total 180 on the Nets. I would be just thrilled, honestly, that Kyrie is banished to this shit show in Houston. Um, Kyrie and John Wall? <laughs> oh my God. Fa- fast team. You got a fast team there. That's Doesn't that it.
0: seem weird? Like if you're, if you're really taking these reports any level of serious... The Rockets won't do the trade unless it's Kyrie or KD. So the Rockets want Kyrie. They want to trade Harden if they can get Kyrie and and have John Wall and Kyrie. Like that's why I,
1: mean. I just these some of these reports, man. It just I think they're I they're smoke screens or just getting clicks. I don't know.
0: And also, like I'm not saying I'm a I'm a genius when it, like I'm not the I'm not like an authority on the NBA. Um and but. I feel like a lot of people talk about Kyrie and they're like, Kyrie can't win it for you. Kyrie can't be the man. But then anytime there's like a potential trade, it's like, well, we want to get, we want Kyrie if we're going to make that deal. But don't teams see the same thing that other people, like that other people see? Like, yeah, I I get it how talented he is. But then like you watch or you listen or watch uh, LeBron talk about him on that podcast the other day. And he's like, i you know lebron even says like this guy should be league mvp or he's selling himself short and it just you know things did even though we won a championship things didn't quite click like shouldn't that tell you something like a guy can't get along with lebron james on his team i don't don't know that that how do teams around the league not see that like how do they not feel that and like i i wouldn't trade james harden for Kyrie irving i'd wait for a better deal
1: yeah (laughs) i'm i'm with you um and I definitely think a better deal is, that, dude, I honestly, and this may sound crazy, I would just honestly rather have Karis LeVert, Jared Allen, and uh, Spencer Dinwiddie. Like,
0: I, I, guess. Don't, I just don't know like parts of Kyrie. I don't. Yeah, it's, here's here's a hot take. Is Karis LeVert better than Kyrie Irving? Uh, Karis LeVert's
1: value to an organization <laughs> but- in the sense that he's more likely to be healthy at the end of the season, and he's not a complete head case.
0: Per dollar, they, and also per dollar earned, way more they, valuable.
1: I think so, and I. But I actually am very high on Karis Levert, and could not be lower on Kyrie. Yeah, so. I don't think you're
0: the only one who's really high on Karis Levert. I think a lot of people are, but no one would ever say. That's the thing; people will never say it. You know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm sure there's a lot of people. I bet you it's like split almost. Like, I bet you if you asked, if you just were like, "Hey, I'm not going to mention this on the podcast," but you went to 100 people, you're like, "I'm not going to tell this publicly. I'm not going to say your name." Yeah, you know? Kyrie Irving, and Karis Levert. They're probably like fifty-fifty, Karis Levert. But if you brought him on here, they don't want people to think they're like crazy. So like, what? Kyrie Irving's an NBA champion. He's all, eh. he's a loser.
1: Yeah, he is. That's what he is. He's you gotta take this into
0: account. Being a, a loser. Buster. Using that correctly. Uh, he's a well. It's hard to say he's a he's a true buster because true busters never win anything. Okay. You know? I see. So, uh, yeah, like Paul George is a buster, even though he almost went to the finals. He didn't. Paul George is a buster. Um, gotcha. Um, Dwight Howard up until wasn't the ultimate buster. <laughs> <laughs> he was um,
1: captain of the all buster team.
0: Yeah. But yeah, um, I think Kyrie will talk to the media. I think that's the gist of this. All right. So we've been talking about this, um, the ESPN list all week. And they came out with the top 10. And now, again, we got you got to clarify, because, again, people were debating this shit again and reporting it as ESPN's top 100 players. Yes, it's ESPN's top 100 players for next year, like who they think are going to be the top 10. It's not who they think this moment are the top 100 players. It's who they think will be the top 100 players in the NBA next season. And I'll tell you what. I'm not mad at this list because some of the stuff we were saying in the playoffs really check out with this list, okay? Yep. So at 10, we have Nikola Jokic. I'm, not, I'm fair. That's fine with me. I don't think you could put him much higher than that. It's hard to say because he doesn't really defend. Um, This one's interesting. James Harden at 9. Maybe low. Maybe a little low, but I think uh, he's getting a little older. Now this whole thing. Again, taking into account what's going to happen next season. Maybe they think he falls off a little bit. I don't know. Here's where a little bit of controversy came in. Steph Curry at eight. And Dame Lillard at seven. I think some a lot of people are probably not super happy to see Dame over Steph. But again, yeah. you have to take into account this that it's next season.
1: Right. Here's where... I think, it. I don't know, follow me here. Maybe this doesn't make total sense. But, like, if Steph Curry is healthy and good enough to be eight, I think he's going to be way better than Damian Lillard. You know what I mean? Like, if Steph Curry isn't 100% and doesn't come back healthy and doesn't have a great season, at the end of the year, I don't think he's going to be close to the top ten. But if he is Steph, then he's better than Damian Lillard by, like, a lot. You know? I just don't see – By a lot? Like, like, I just don't see Steph coming back and, like – if he's having a great year, not being better than Damian Lillard, but by a lot though, but
0: like, I I don't know about,
1: but say definitively just, he is better than, than yes, he's
0: better. He's one of the, he's arguably, I mean, depending on what you're using to rank them, he's arguably the best point guard ever. Right. Like, so Mm -hmm. sure, but much like much better. I don't know, man. Dame's pretty fucking good, dude.
1: Oh, I know. I just, I'm saying if, if, Steph is healthy then he's he's knocking on the door of the top 5 to me and I don't think Dame no, I just I just don't see that for Dame. I'm I like Dame but I'm not as ridiculously high as some people are on him. Like by the
0: way, I, Dame creeping in the all-buster situation. On the he's knocking on the door.
1: He's yeah, cuz he's what 27, 28 now, he's getting he's starting to creep up there in age and that's usually when you start revealing your busterness. I mean he but. loses
0: in the playoffs a lot. Now, to his we, we could say what we want. Like he's had to play the warriors a lot in the playoffs. His teams aren't really built to probably win titles, but you know, when you, when you start approaching top five, six, seven players in the league, you gotta be a guy who can win your team a title. And he, he's not that guy. Probably not that guy. We don't know. He's never played on a team. That was probably good enough to win a title, but isn't that partially because he's not a guy who can get you to a championship? You know, it's like, it it. yeah. Um, so yeah, this drew a lot of controversy again. Steph at eight, um, maybe people taking into account that now he doesn't have Clay. So does it make it harder for him to be as great as he can be? But then there's also a lot of people who think because he doesn't have Clay, he's going to come out and be MVP because he gets thirty. So you know, who who knows? I, I don't know. It's
1: kind of what I'm saying. Why eight does it? Like he should either be higher by a little bit or not even in the top ten. You know? Yeah. Um, <sighs> Number 7 man. Sorry, I don't want to jump the gun here, but I think it's too high for Dame. He wouldn't for Dan. Yeah, he wouldn't be top to if I'm making this list, he would be 11 and Jason Tatum would be ahead of him. Jokic would be ahead of him. Harden would be ahead of him. Curry would be like I just I think the Blazers might not be that good this year. I know we said they got better. I'm not a Cantor fan. Um they they got they they got better. They had a really good off season. Yeah, I just don't see I just don't they're not going to be better than Denver, you know. That's why no. I, I definitely think Jokic is ahead of him. Um, well, but
0: we're not talking about whose team's going to be better. We're talking about the better player.
1: But when you talk about, you know, who's going to – like at the end of the season, a lot of the team success is going to be a part of that, just like it is in like MVP voting and stuff, you know. like Right, yeah, I see what you're saying. Um, so I think I, I – this is too high for a game for me.
0: But do you um, think the Warriors are going to be better than the Blazers without Clay? I'm,
1: uh, fuck I keep forgetting about this the clay injury. I do actually think the Warriors could be better if if Steph's 100%. Um I don't know, not not a big I just don't I think the the Lillard McCollum thing it just we know what it is. Like we know they're dangerous offensively, they can't guard anybody. Um
0: I don't know. It's true. It's true. It's fair. It's fair. It's a good I, That's why it's controversy. Kevin Durant 6 on this list. Um I think that's fair, but obviously it's, it's kind of like Steph. Like if KD is KD, then he's top three.
1: Exactly. That's what I'm, Yeah. Like KD is either going to be top three or he's going to be in the 20s somewhere, you know, depending. I don't because know. Like in, in that scenario, he comes back and he's not KD. He's not healthy, you
0: know. I think a 50% KD is a top 10 player in the NBA.
1: <laughs> yeah, maybe high teens or something. But that is, ex- that is exactly what I'm saying. But it's the
0: same situation. Yeah, if he if he's, comes back and he's K, the KD that we know, then he's not yeah. the sixth best player in the NBA. Stop. He's, I mean, at the worst, he's in the top five, and he's probably. I mean, he's two, maybe even two. You know, right. right? Number five is an interesting one, Kawhi. Little maybe we're starting to uh maybe what I've been saying maybe people are starting to take notice. Kawhi, maybe not. Maybe legacy starting to get hurt a little bit. I don't know because I think. What coming into last year, it probably would have been one a one in some people's minds. LeBron. It
1: was. It, oh, we discussed that in the playoffs, <laughs> like early on. You know, yeah. Kawhi, right up there. But yep.
0: so that's an interesting one. The next one we're banging this drum in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Luca, at four, which might again maybe is a little overreaction to the playoffs, but I don't think I so. I don't
1: think. Yeah, I don't think it is.
0: I don't think so, man. This dude is an absolute monster, and he's super young. Like, and, and and this goes a little bit to our conversation of who's the next face of the NBA, too, right? Like, he's already fourth, mm-hmm. uh, only one spot behind Giannis, who checks in at three on this list, which is also interesting because the top two, top two is interesting, but Luca at four, already a top five player in, after two years, right? Two years in the league, I mean. He's special. We said this. We were saying when in the Clipper series, like, is he already top five in the NBA? And we were trying to figure out, like, who do you knock out? Now, they knocked out Kevin Durant. Mm -hmm. And I think we even said in the playoffs, like, we don't know with Kevin Durant. So, um, I think we both were saying that Luka was, like, maybe fifth. And we both had Kawhi ahead of him at the time.
1: I think so. And I think we bumped. Maybe maybe it was Giannis that we bumped, honestly, just because... We were so low on him after the playoffs.
0: It's hard to say that Luca is already better than Kawhi. Um, I mean, obviously, look, the guy averaged close to a 30-point triple. I mean, he's, he's like triple-double, walking triple-double, averages close to 30, can do basically everything on the floor. The only person who can do more things than him offensively in the NBA right now is probably LeBron James. But yeah. Kawhi, even, even a knockdown... like. Like a, a a bummer season, Kawhi is the best defensive player in the NBA. So it's hard to say like he's better better all around basketball player. Um, so I maybe wouldn't have bumped him ahead of Kawhi just yet. Well, we gotta remember
1: this is projecting. This is a projection.
0: Yeah, but I don't think so. he's just gonna come into next season and be a better defensive player than Kawhi Leonard.
1: Definitely not defensively. No. Right.
0: So I mean, he might be better than him offensively right now, but I yeah. but. Kawhi might be so much better defensively that it would be hard to say all around. Now, again, like I, I think probably you have to weight it differently too because offense, individual offense, is more important than individual defense. I think because I think team defense and having a lot of team de- like, like you know, for example, you, you know, if you have Rudy Gobert on your team, like we talked about you probably don't have to be the greatest defender because if your guy goes by you, like you don't have to be the greatest wing defender. Uh, Actually having Porzingis, right? Porzingis is a shot-blocking monster because he's huge. So you don't have to be the greatest defensive player. And then you got a great defensive coach in Rick Carlisle. Like, so, yeah, maybe maybe because he's so good offensively, the defense, you don't have to take it into account as much. Um, But it would be close. Like I, I might still have Kawhi ahead of him. By a small margin, because <laughs> Luka's a fucking beast, dude. Um, Giannis at three is interesting uh, to me. People are, again, this is the same thing I, as Kawhi. Like, e- even just him falling to three after winning back to back MVPs, yeah, just kind of says something. Right. Is at, in terms of where they think he'll go. You know.
1: Yeah, I'm assuming it's kind of th- well. I'm trying to. Maybe I'm reading too much into it, but it kind of seems like they think the Bucks are going to be super good again and maybe win the West. I mean, that's the only reason you would have him at three, right? Because, you know, if the Nets win the West, KD is going to be the better player than Giannis. I mean, there's no way, you know. Um, right. By the way, I, before
0: before we talk, go ahead. What'd you say?
1: I would I would not have Giannis at three. I'd have him
0: back at six. I think um, six is six is low. People would probably freak out if they saw your list, but you get a lot of clicks. Um, yep. Before we do the, before we continue this, and we do, Sean York says Paul George is a waste of money. Well, that's Sean at the top of the show. We sort of addressed that how that's been the reaction that I don't totally understand. Um, in from people, guys, twenty nine years old, would uh, just he was uh, two years ago he was third in I averaged twenty eight a game, came off shoulder surgeries, had a down year. Uh, and also they traded their entire future for him. So you kind of had to pay him. And also basically every team in the NBA would pay him that money. So that's sort of what I got to say about that. Not going to get too much into it. Cause we talked about it earlier. Uh, yeah. So Giannis, I think six is probably low for Giannis, but, but I,
1: I don't what, think the bucks. do Well, this year in the playoffs for sure. That's what I'm,
0: well, they didn't do well in the playoffs last year, so, but they're better. They're better this year.
1: Yeah. They're
0: better. I mean, they got Drew. They swapped, you know, a playoff. Look, look, look. One of their biggest issues the past two years in the playoffs was Eric Bledsoe. He stunk in the playoffs. And they got Drew. And now Drew doesn't have a ton of playoff experience, but he's still much better than Eric Bledsoe. So immediately they're better. But they lost 4-1. Are they that? Are they better? Are they that much better? Maybe not. But I don't think they're getting smoked by teams the way they did last year. Uh, the Bogdanovich thing not getting him hurt them because that would have been a big scoring option for them to add.
1: That would have been huge. Yeah.
0: But even just having Drew because end of game situations too, right? Like they were relying on Chris Middleton to be their end of game guy and get them either a shot or get him in because because Giannis couldn't shoot.
1: Um, <laughs> like, listen, like, just that statement. <laughs> you know, like, third best player in the league.
0: Like, yeah, you I just, know. He can't shoot. I know, dude. I know. Um. All right, one and two again. ESPN was probably listening to the podcast during the playoffs, and then made this-,
1: this your day job. Are you the writer of this story? Like. You mentioned your day job off the top. Oh, okay, sorry.
0: Um, no, I'm not. Um, and honestly, I don't even know if I'd want to. <laughs> to but um, Anthony Davis at two, which again, we during the finals we were saying this. Like maybe even before the finals, we're like is this guy the second best player in the NBA right now? Because he was the things he does now. Sane, yeah. I don't think he has a true weakness in his game. Like, what's the weakness in Anthony Davis's game?
1: No, there is no weakness right now. I mean, he's, he does everything you need well, you know?
0: Maybe he could be a better passer, maybe. I don't know. Like, there's no weakness. But you're also not, like, asking him to, to be a facilitator. Right. You have the best facilitator in the history of basketball on your team. So,
1: mm-hmm.
0: yeah. It's actually... Maybe not even particularly close. To this point, but like for one, two, and then everybody else. Right. I mean,
1: that is, I guess, recency. Just with how the Clippers and Kawhi went out, you know, like,
0: yeah. As,
1: when the play, when the bubble, or I'm sorry, when the playoffs were starting, we would have said Kawhi. Like that's how good Kawhi was playing. So that's why I, I don't know if I'd go so far as to say it's not close. But by the end of the season, maybe we're like, maybe it becomes so clear. That AD is just very much superior to Kawhi. I don't know if I'm there yet. I don't know if I'm there yet. But I do think he is.
0: But like two. everybody that you, everyone on this list has. Well, everyone that we've talked about on this list has some weakness. Although yeah. I don't, what's Kawhi's weakness? I do Kawhi maybe doesn't have weakness other than no emotion.
1: Yeah. Um. Like no, there's not Kawhi like does not, Kawhi does not have a weakness on the floor.
0: Right. He doesn't have a, at least a major weakness. I mean, I guess if you were going to give him a weakness, it'd be the same thing you said about AD, like not a great passer. But I don't think that matters a ton with those type of guys. So yeah, Kawhi probably. Luka doesn't really have an offensive weakness either. To Actually, to be honest, he, d- defense remains to be seen, but offensively he doesn't really have weakness. It's very fascinating to me about Giannis because he has the, if you look at the top 10, he has the most glaring weakness of any player in the top 10, Giannis. Is that he is an awful shooter and just seems to have not gotten any better at it, which is crazy.
1: It, on top of that, it's starting to appear completely unfixable. Like it would just—it'd be pretty shocking if he fixed that this late in his career. Now, I know he's still young, but I'm just saying he's been in the no, league. I agree. Time. Yeah, he's—he is what he is as a shooter. It appears
0: that's not good for them. No.
1: and it's not impossible that he takes a big step. I just don't think it's going to happen.
0: Shooting the ball, shooting the ball. So okay, well, I guess this is a different conversation. Also, LeBron's won, no surprise. But talking about Giannis, then how does he get better?
1: Uh, that that's what it's. I know it's I think, a, no. I'm saying I think he's peaked, and it's like he's a back-to-back MVP. So his peak is absurdly high, right? But um, I don't think he's he's a championship player without a, another guy who's a top five player in the league. You know? Well, no, that's not... No, if you paired him with, like, Harden or something like that. So let's say...
0: I, I oh, think yeah, Gian- I see what you're saying.
1: I think Giannis needs another, like, top 15 player in the league to get a ring, which, to me, that doesn't earn you the number three spot on a list like this. Hmm. Um,
0: well, yeah, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying, like, if his shot... What?
1: I don't think he can get much better than this. Got it. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's what I'm. Sa-
0: that's yeah. That's what I'm asking. It's just like if his shot can't get better. Which, I mean, of course it can, but if it doesn't look like it particularly will get better at a, you know at this point in his career, like what can he improve on? Because he's a dominant defender.
1: Already the depoy,
0: right? He's already what um, the depoy. Oh the D- the depoy. <laughs> yeah, he's the depoy. Um, he's back to back He's The depoy and he can't shoot look at your dog back there your dog back there just showing off for everybody
1: awesome she really is yeah but i think she just agrees with us that
0: Giannis he's peaked oh man i dude i I, like you've said a few at the show today that like if they were on an espn headline would go viral some people off
1: that's uh, you know i don't want to that's not me but it's just how i feel today you know
0: i'm not saying you're wrong I'm not saying, I'm not necessarily saying you're wrong. You know how I feel about Giannis. I agree. I don't think he'll ever be able to shoot. And I do think that that's always going to hamper his upside. And that's why I never thought he was the best player in the NBA. Even when people were like, oh, he's coming off an MVP season. He's, he's next." no, I never thought he was going to be that guy. I I know, I know he's great, obviously at what he does, but yeah, it's going to be really hard for him to be the guy who leads you to a championship at, at this current stage without like you said a top 10 or 15 player next to him because he's so limited offensively at least scoring the ball and at end of games. Right. And that Where, guy Sorry, go ahead. You know, you, the guy who wins you games at in the, in the playoffs has to be able to score from anywhere on the floor cuz defense is so good at end of games. It's just what it is and he got exposed. He's been exposed two years in a row now but way more against Miami.
1: Where was, I don't know if you know off the top of your head, where was Middleton on this list? Like, because that's the second best player, you know, like.
0: I mean, I can find it. Uh, He was definitely in the 11 to 50 range. But I think it was in like the third, I want to say it was in the 30s.
1: It was the 20s. I don't know. But that's just kind of what I'm saying. Like he already has another very good player and he's not sniffing a title right now. So what does he need? Like how much better of a, a number two does he need? It looks huh. like he an elite a super elite number two to get over the hump.
0: Um, well, I don't know, man. I, it's interesting because I think they really fucked up letting Malcolm Brogdon go. Yeah. Uh, you're, I mean, the guy was, the guy is, when he's healthy, a, a, an elite defender and was a 50-40-90 guy for them. Um, And they lost Miritich, who was a big loss for them because he was very good. It, they didn't go to the finals with that team. But I think keeping Bledsoe in a, as opposed to Brogdon, like if you kept Brogdon and Middleton and you went and just traded for Drew and now your team was Drew, Brogdon, Middleton, and Giannis, that team might be good enough. That's a pretty damn good team. And 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 that's, that is without another top 15 player because Brogdon's never going to be that. But Brogdon's pretty fucking good.
1: Yeah. No, yeah, I see what you're saying. It isn't all about the number 2. If you surrounded him with four guys that are like yeah, in the top 50 or something, or in the
0: top... and, and they were in, they were on their way to doing it. Like Brogdon's probably... 30, Brogdon's 39th on ESPN's list. Uh Middleton's 35. Okay. So, you know, I I I blame, I, they, I think their roster is built around him the way you would need to build a roster around him. It's all, just all shooters. Uh Blitzer wasn't a great shooter. Drew's Maybe a little bit better shooter. He's decent. But you but you have a guy who can't shoot. And you traded, or you let not even traded, you let a 50, 40, 90 guy walk. Basically, for I mean, that's a huge fuck up. It's a huge fuck up it's on bad. their part. Because I, I I think about the East right now, and I'm just like, yeah, there's a there are a few really good teams, but if I'm looking at the Bucks and I got Drew Holiday, Malcolm Brogdon, Chris Middleton, Giannis, with I guess Brooke Lopez at the five. Whew. That's tough.
1: Deadly. They're definitely not getting steamrolled by the Heat for sure.
0: Um, That's tough. Rolling. Yeah. Well, so yeah, I, it's doable, but it's gonna be tough when you make decisions like that, and then when you try to make a trade with the Kings, and you you break all the rules and you get caught, and then the guy doesn't even want to come to like. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that—that's not helping your case either. No, I guess they, trying to just, trying to do they, business they with the Kings at all. So, what
1: if Kawhi or um um if Giannis walks, they're just going to get dogged so hard for the the uh, the little couple of things that have derailed.
0: But I feel like anybody. I, I feel like no one talks about the Brogdon thing.
1: Yeah, I. I you're right. I, you bring it up. And I'm completely with you. I just feel like he's not as high profile enough of a player for people to be like, remember that? Because they
0: traded him. Or trade. I yeah. keep saying they traded him. It's because they let him walk. If they kept him for another year, first of all, the guy was rookie of the year. I understand, debatable, whatever that year. That was a bad draft class, you know, whatever it was. But then, I mean, they let him walk. I think, what is it? Like, 12 players maybe ever in the history of the league, 13 players ever have been 50, 40, 90 for an entire year. Um, who who knows? And then it's just like any player, like if Chris Middleton went to, to, to the Pacers, you'd be like, okay, Chris Middleton's not as good as we thought he was. Chris is great. A guy like Chris, he's really good, but playing next to Giannis makes you much better. So Mm -hmm. yeah, Brogdon's not a household name, but who knows what he would have become playing next to a guy like Giannis. Yeah. Like, Maybe he would have been back to back 50, 40, 90, and then you're like, "Holy shit, this guy's one of the best shooters in NBA history." You know it, it would have changed in, I don't know. I think it was such a huge deal when they let him walk. I, I had a feeling they were fucked when they let him walk. And it's weird because again, he's not a star, but he seemed like he could have been such a core piece for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Obviously yeah, he was
1: He was just a poor shooter. who? I'm saying that's exactly what they were missing as they were getting butt smoked by the heat. You know, yeah. Malcolm Brogdon looked really nice on the floor.
0: Well, he's and he's like the prototypical NBA point guard right now. Yeah, he's a big. He's like six five. He really defends and he can really shoot. Mm-hmm. He's like the opposite of Eric Bledsoe, who is really small and really fast but can't shoot. Brogdon, not super athletic but very big and a great defender and can shoot. Like they, they made the wrong choice there. Little tiny point guards. Not the, way, not the way to go. No, not in 2020. Nope. Uh, do you have trivia for today? To yeah, wrap I've up the it. show? To wrap up the show? Yep. Appreciate go everybody it. who's watching. Um, we're going to actually, uh, starting Sunday night, right? Starting Sunday night, we're doing this live every, live every day. To so, react to games every night. So if you're watching us on YouTube or Twitch, it's going to be an every night thing. So join us. We'll try to set a consistent time, I think. But it's going to be tough because we're trying to react to games and we're on the East Coast. So we'll, we'll see. It, some days might be later than others, but we'll try to keep a relatively consistent time and we'll, you know, we'll keep everyone posted. But appreciate everyone who's been watching. And we usually wrap up our final... This is our last show of the week. So we usually wrap up our last show of the week with some NBA... Tr- um, do you want to go first or you want me to go first?
1: I'll go first. OK, pretty, pretty simple, simply stated. Can you name the top three active three point shooters in terms of percentage in the NBA? Steph. He's not. Well, what order are you going?
0: Oh, do I need to do I need to do it in order? Yeah. Well, you just said, can you name the top three? You didn't say in order. I was assumed it could <laughs>
1: But you could still be right, depending on which direction you're going. Are you going three, two, one, or one, two, three?
0: Well, I guess now I got to go three, two, one. Yeah. Is Steph three?
1: Steph is three.
0: Well, I mean, you you sort you sort of teed that up for me. Active three point shooter shooting percentage. Yes. Clay.
1: No, I think he's six. Malcolm Brogdon. No. <laughs>
0: um. Is Paul George? one of them?
1: No, not in the top 3.
0: This is career 3-point percentage.
1: Yes, active.
0: This is tough. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. This is really tough.
1: JJ? No, no he's in the top 10. Do you want some hints? Kyle Korver? No, I think he was 5. Ray Allen? Not what? active. Oh, okay. <laughs>
0: um Yeah, give me a hint.
1: This is your boy this is your boy Tyler hero no same uh, team
0: duncan robinson robinson uh-uh. I mean that's it's tough he's only been in the year i mean he's really only played but i get it but it's he's really only played like meaningful minutes for an NBA team for one season yeah
1: so number one has a sample size and it's pretty pretty shocking
0: there um you are you gonna give me a hint? was that the hint
1: That's a small hint. It's probably
0: not very helpful. (laughs) The guy's been playing forever and he's got (laughs) like, uh, has he been playing for over 10 years?
1: I think he's right there. He's right there. Maybe a little bit less. He changed teams this off season.
0: Uh, Chris Paul. No. Is that even a good guess? I don't think so. Do you want a big hint? No. Well, it changed teams this off season. There's a lot of guys. Did a lot of guys change teams? I, it's the whole, everything's such a blur. Um, yeah, give me a hint.
1: He was on the best offense in league history last year. Oh, Seth. Seth Curry is number one active three point. He's not close
0: essence. to 10 years, is he? I think he is. Hold no, on. no. I bet he's around five or six, which I guess is sure. on the closer side to 10 than him.
1: Oh, I'm looking at, you know how like if you change teams, you're like year. Yeah, you get like, the multiple.
0: total on basketball reference.
1: Two, three, four, five, six, six years. Okay. But he changed teams a couple of times in 2014. So it looked like it was more.
0: All right. Here, that, uh, here, what?
1: Go ahead. Oh, yeah. I just seen that he's number one.
0: Well, on I, so I had Seth Curry last year or mm, it was not last year, but the year before cuz yeah no last year was covid year and all that stuff the year before at all-star Seth Curry was there for I think the three-point contest and the first question I asked him was how does it feel to be the best shooting curry on the planet because at the time his career three-point percentage was still was higher than with Steph and still is and I expected him to like talk a bunch of shit cuz I was like oh it's his brother he he didn't he's Right. It wasn't a great answer. I didn't love it.
1: It's the younger brother. You can't really talk shit on your older brother. Well, like you know, a- when
0: your brother's the first unanimous MVP, back-to-back MVP, three-time NBA champion, considered the best oh, shooter in NBA history. Yeah, it's hard. Uh, all right, you want mine before we end this thing? Yep. Uh, two players in NBA history have averaged, this is career, for their career, 20 points per game, a steal and a half per game, and 38% from three.
1: First guy that comes to mind is Iverson, but I don't think he did. He wasn't anywhere close on three pointers.
0: No, I mean, Uh, you got to assume it's more recent guys because threes weren't as prevalent,
1: you know? Right. I'm assuming Michael Jordan did not hit 38%. For a career. It can be active, right? They are both active. Why? No. Oh, really? See, he must just be a tick below. I'll give you one.
0: I mean, I'll give you a hint. One of them is one of the best defenders in the NBA. Cause the steals thing is obviously is where your head's at. Yeah. Paul uh, George. Yeah. Paul George okay. is one, one of them. You would never even think of him as a defender, but I always have said, I think I've even said on here, he's a very underrated defender. Not that steals is really an indication of individual defense, but still right. it means you're active. Right. Oh man. Uh, Think I mean how many guys really for their career are over thirty eight percent? That's a that's that's a lot.
1: All right now, a bunch of guys I'm thinking of are, don't seem like twenty point per game scores. Um, for
0: I mean that's that's a lot. It's a lot of points for your career. KD, Kevin Durant, no, Shit. didn't have the steals I guess because he definitely averaged twenty. He may not I mean, he may not be at it thirty eight from three. I'm gonna need some hints. Um, what we'll comment. Calm- what conference? Yeah. West.
1: Uh, Anthony Davis? He's not a 38%, right? No. Okay. Um,
0: I mean, I, I think any hint I gave you at this point would give it away. I don't know how to give you a hint that wouldn't get... Well, he's a he's a point guard.
1: Okay, he's a point guard?
0: Yeah. Which I guess narrows it down a lot. Chris Paul? No. Huh.
1: I should be getting this, I'm assuming?
0: I mean, how many how many point guards are point-a-game guys for their career and shoot over 38% from three?
1: Steph Curry? Yeah. Like. Yeah. Uh, wow. Okay, the steals thing. I just never – I mean, I know he's just – he's fine defensively. Just one-and-a-half steals surprised me. Nice.
0: I just thought that was an interesting stat for all the people who are like – Paul George doesn't deserve $45 million a year. Right. He's one of, of
1: he's a max player. God, he's pissing me off.
0: Yeah. You know, he's like on basketball, on basketball reference right now, he's 65% on their hall of fame thing. Yeah. And he's only 29 years old. So we're talking about a guy who probably will end up in the hall of fame unless he has another going to the hall of fame. And also let's, let's everyone not forget. Okay. This guy injured himself serving his country, okay? (laughs) So
1: he deserves a battle of honor, technically, right? This
0: guy was not playing for an NBA team. This was not a time where he was making millions of dollars. Paul George was playing for the U.S. of A, serving his country and snapped his leg in half. Thank you for your service, Paul George. You deserve this $45 million a year
1: this he's joking everybody who maybe somebody's finding that insensitive or something.
0: <laughs> I mean I'm only slightly joking he was he was p- playing for team USA when he snapped his leg in half and came back from one of the worst injuries we've ever seen and then went on to be third in, in MVP voting so Paul George you know what I'm not you know what I'm not joking about Paul George th- service you know what I mean
1: yeah That's What I mean
0: representing our country on the,
1: in the, in the call of duty, the line of duty, he,
0: he was out on the, fight. he was on the battlefield.
1: On the battlefield.
0: That is. Although it was,
1: So he was playing. <laughs> that's other, true. He was playing other US soldiers. But the
0: point yeah. is he wasn't getting paid or I'm sure he gets, I don't know what Olympic guys get paid. It's probably not much.
1: It was a stipend baby. I don't know.
0: Yeah. But it wasn't like, he didn't have to do it. Okay. In fact, a lot of guys say no when you ask them to represent the, the red, white, and blue. There's a lot of guys who are like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm not representing America. I am not representing America this summer. I am tired from the NBA. Paul George said, not only am I going to represent America, I will break my bones in half to do it. And then he came back, and he, and he has a 65% chance to be a Hall of Famer, according to basketball reference. So get off his back, people. I'm back yep. on the Paul. I'm a a I'm a Paul George fan again. Love it. Get out of here. All you everyone who hates Paul George, I love him. Represents <laughs> America, breaks his leg in half. This is be, a
1: quick 180.
0: Becomes a becomes an MVP candidate, gets 180 million dollars, 90 million dollars. Good for him. One of two players in NBA history to average 20 points a game, a steal and a half, and 38% from three for his career. The only other one. Arguably the best point guard to ever play the game, Steph Curry. Definitely the best shooter to ever play basketball, Steph Curry. If you're one of two with one of the best players to ever play basketball, you don't deserve $190 million. Not true.
1: This is a hell of a rant that I was not anticipating at the end of the show.
0: I got Um, I'm fired up. I just I'm like suddenly fired up about this Paul George thing again.
1: Part of me thinks you're just trying to get to the, the hour and a half mark. We're, we're about 30 seconds away.
0: No, we have no time to hit. In fact, we are going a lot longer than usual. But I think Sean York, Sean York, who may not even be watching anymore, got me fired back up saying Paul George is a waste of money.
1: I guess the troops are a waste of money, too, then, huh? Well, maybe we should lower our military budget just slightly. But That's
0: a whole other, <laughs> yeah, that's thing, a whole other thing. thing. Sean York doesn't love Team USA, which might mean that Sean York doesn't love America. But I'm not saying don't, that. I'm not saying that. I don't know Sean York. I'm just saying, Sean York, Paul George, broke his leg for America. In, ha- in half mm-hmm. for America. On live TV. On li- I On remember live- where I was at. I remember I was in Charlotte, North Carolina. I was mm-hmm. sitting at a bar. I was drinking a beer. And I was watching Team USA. And I was rooting for them boys. I was rooting for them boys good. And then I saw it
1: which you were rooting for, which which team were you rooting for <laughs> so usa
0: both, uh, okay oh was oh it was a, was it a blue everybody. and white I, that's right yeah it was,
1: everyone on the court was american i was rooting for Just both
0: i was rooting for everybody i was rooting for <laughs> them all and then You're i saw for it america. and then i saw it i said paul george thank you for sacrificing egg for america you deserve 190 million dollars
1: I'm trying to work in some sort of joke where the stanchion was made in Russia or something. I just haven't been able to do it. But that stanchion was Let me too tell you damn something.
0: close. No, you know who you know who was Russian? The ball boy who didn't wipe the goddamn floor.
1: Mm. Don't that's a little harsh. Although that he literally may have been Russian.
0: We don't know. Yeah, who knows. Um, all right. I think that's it. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, solid. It's we've, we've probably done better. I don't know.
1: I think it was pretty good. I was just hoping Sean York would say something back, but he's...
0: he's Sean York's gone. Sean York, thank you for your service. Um, Everybody who watched, thank you guys for watching. Leave comments once this is up. Hit that like button. Like it. Everybody who's listening, I mean, at least you got to hear that rant. Because if you saw the facial expressions, it takes it to a whole other level. So check it out once it's back up on YouTube. And um, next week, let's say, all right, Sunday night, midnight, Sunday night midnight. Got it. Is that the plan? I mean, for our first like preseason game live stream. Wait, let's all right. Before we wrap, let's check the the schedule because maybe because usually Sunday NBA games are earlier, so we may not have to go that late. Okay. But
1: well, the Eagles do play at four twenty five that day. So we oh, so have you to have to
0: great. go late either way. Gotcha. Uh, the last game is Kings Blazers at nine o'clock Sunday night. So yeah, midnight. Midnight. Check us out. Underdogs YouTube Twitch. We will be live reacting to the f- f- second, third night of preseason. We'll give you a Ken recap of how NBA preseason in the COVID era is going. Appreciate you guys. We will see you Sunday night later.